Welcome to Gapology Radio with your hosts, Mark Tinas and Brian Brockhoff, authors of the leadership development books, Gapology, Imbar, and Speed of Purpose. At Gapology, our purpose is to help leaders achieve their greatest potential. To learn more about our groundbreaking books and training services, visit our website, gapology.org. Hey everybody, welcome to Gapology Radio. We'd like to remind you that we do have a video-based e-learning style course for our flagship book, Gapology, available on Udemy.com. This is a condensed version of our live workshop, and it's perfect for getting your team quickly up to speed on the key methods, tools, and language from Gapology. There's about one hour of video content and a simple worksheet that you download in the first lesson to use throughout the course. And all that will help put your learnings and thoughts to work right away. Just go to udemy.com, that's U-D-E-M-Y.com, or you can find a button on our website, gapology.org, that will take you right there. And as for this episode, we're going to dive into a new series where we'll discuss why the leader matters. So let's go ahead and get the show rolling with Mark Tinas. Hey, Mark, how are you doing? Good, Brian. How are you? I'm excellent. I am fired up for next weekend which, as you know, is the upcoming Super Bowl. How are you feeling Congratulations. about it? <laughs> congratulations on the Chiefs' victory. Yep, and congratulations to you on the 49ers. So we're having a Gapology Bowl is what we'll be doing here. Uh, <laughs> we've, ne- we've, we've always been on the same team. I know, man. Uh, this is troubling. Yeah, exactly. So this will be interesting. You know, in fact, I wanted to throw a little challenge out to our listeners. We'd love to hear which team you're going to root for. Are you going to root for Mark's team, the 49ers? Or are you going to jump on the Chiefs Kingdom uh, team joining me? So we'd love to hear your comments. Um, and and don't be saying, oh, you know, I don't want either of them to win. <laughs> we want you to pick. Uh, just let us know in social media uh, on LinkedIn or you know uh, Instagram or Facebook or something. Just give us a little comment. Uh, and th- next week, I'd love to kind of circle back and and give a head count of who is rooting for who. Yeah, and please don't be swayed by Taylor Swift. Please, no, please do, please do. <laughs> we need her. We need all of her karma. And- I've been a Niners fan since uh, Joe Montana, I guess. Yeah. I met him one time, actually, interestingly enough. Wow. Yeah. Got his autograph years and years ago. Now I'm just looking for Mahomes and Kelsey's. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure they're listening to our podcast. <laughs> I'm sure they are. Yeah. I'm sure they need to. Yeah, they should. So. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. I'm excited for uh, for this uh, game. This, this will be fun. Yeah. We'll have to uh, hook up live and watch it together somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I should call you at, at kickoff time. Perfect. Yeah. And speaking of kickoff, um, actually, man, that was a good segue. Patting myself on the back. Uh, we're going to kick off a new series tonight. Um, so this this topic actually came to us uh, during a workshop we just did. Uh, we had a lengthy discussion around the impact that leaders have. When you have a strong leader, uh, the impact they have. Uh, versus the impact that weaker leaders have, ones that are struggling or newly uh, minted leaders that are just growing in their career, emerging leaders that we talk about. And sometimes when you have a, a weak leader replaced by a strong leader, 
you see a team improve right away. So um, we had a really, really great discussion on that. So I thought this would be a cool topic that we talk about specifically around some some elements within Gapology, some methods that we we talk about, and how do we leverage the impact that leaders actually have? So I'd love to get your thoughts on this, Mark. What do you think? Well, you know, leadership matters because the leader matters and it affects everything. Right, and right. results are the most obvious, but it affects every other every other aspect. So mm-hmm. um, this one, this podcast, uh, we're gonna we're gonna call it what creating accountability. Yeah. So the topic this week, we'll go through several different topics. This week, we'll talk about accountability. I think um, this is a good one to kick this series off with. Yeah. I mean, it is um, foundational mm-hmm. to to great results, and it's foundational to leadership. So this this one's a big one. And we know that what we're presenting tonight works. So as leaders, uh, you can implement you know, what we discussed tonight. And if it isn't fully implemented within your leadership uh, repertoire, then it, it'll work for you. Uh, we've seen it over and over again, but it is significant to come back to. And we know that the A group, the top performing leaders, uh, use the simple three-step process we're going to talk about tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. When you're looking at your leadership rhythm, and you're building in strategies, you're blocking time in your calendar, uh, really look at this. Look at how you intentionally create accountability. I think there's some uh, things you can do proactively here that really can make a big difference. And accountability, of course, is part of the action gap process in Gapology. So this ties directly to Gapology and, uh, you know, is really something we've learned from, from that research and the studies we did there. Yep. So what, uh, what's your strategy, Mark? How do you want to go after this? Yeah. So th- for those of you that are taking notes, again, we would entitle this creating accountability and it is a huge results driver. And there's, there's three ways to create accountability that we'll talk about tonight. Uh, the first is setting expectations. The second is defining the behaviors of those expectations and the third is keeping score. So we're going to walk you through those in detail. But if you're setting up your notes, uh, you know, divide it into those three uh, those three pieces. So, I mean, just backing up, though, the leader matters because leadership matters. And the correct leadership will drive results. So if you're not achieving the results that you're looking for, it is likely a leadership issue. It is likely a look in the mirror time. And you have to be willing to do that and accept that. And uh, But if you do these three things, we know we know they work. Yeah, these are core fundamental behaviors of leadership. And when you look at Gapology as a whole, I think sometimes you do have to kind of take a step back and look at it as a whole. Everything within Gapology is really tied to that leader. And a leader who really understands Gapology, understands the methods and the tools, uh, that we refer to in in our book and that we talk about on the podcast, those things combined really do create action, the right action that do lead uh, people to achieve their expectations. Yeah, perfect, perfect setup. So let's start with uh, setting expectations. So you as a leader need to set expectations. That closes the uh, 
part of the knowledge gap is certainly the importance gap and leads towards action. But we've seen this, you know, missed by a number of organizations. Uh, too many expectations means often no expectations. So setting expectations, doing it correctly is key. So define the metrics that equal excellence. Define the metrics that equal what, you know, what, what you're going for. We're not talking about goals. We're talking about expectations, the things that the team must achieve and uh, define them again in a measurable fashion, which we would call a metric. And uh, that really kicks it off. And it also makes excellence very clear to the team. Yeah, that is critical. Um, you know, teams really want to know what's expected of them. You know, anytime you see a team that's kind of living in limbo, they really don't understand the expectations. Usually what we see is frustration. Um, we see a lot of that kind of stuff where people just really don't understand the direction. So do your team a favor and be very, very clear about your expectations. Yeah, we um, when we did our Gapology research, we met with and interviewed the top 10% performers and the bottom 10% performers. We skipped the middle. And one of the exercises we did is in the top 10%, we handed the team uh, index cards and we asked them to write down what their supervisor expected of them. And uh, we handed the leader a card and had them write it down. And we then performed a match. And in the A group, in the top performing group, the match of what the team thought the expectations were to the leader was 87%. That's a fantastic number, by the way, as we've done this over many years now. The C group, the bottom performing group, you remember the number, Brian? Yeah, 14. <laughs> 14%. Yeah. So the reason why the A group was the A group and the C group was the C group was the 87 and the 14. Think about that. Yeah. It's often that simple. So the A group team was clear on the expectations and the C group team wasn't clear at all. And that changed everything. And uh, we love doing that exercise in our, in our workshops, but the bottom line is clarity of expectations is a leadership role. And if your team is not clear, there are no expectations. Mm -hmm. Don't tell us you've set expectations. If the team doesn't know them, there are no expectations. Yeah. And, and posting a sign on the wall doesn't do it. You know, that can be the start. That can be a reminder. But being extra clear when you are talking to your team, um, I always like to say, you know, the things that are the most important you should be talking about first, last, and most often, especially if you're leading from a distance or, you know, maybe you visit a location or that type of thing where they don't see you every day. Those visits should include elements of the expectations. You should build that in to the beginning of your meeting, the end, and then throughout. Yeah, the expectations matter because they are part of creating accountability. Mm -hmm. They're foundational to creating accountability. So again, if the team doesn't know the expectations, there aren't any. So do the index card exercise for yourself. We've done it for ourselves and found, wow, there's some gaps here. Let's close those gaps. Expectations uh, matter. When the team knows them, performance is higher, results are 
are much higher. 87 to 14, remember that. All right, so the second way to create accountability is to define the behaviors that equal those expectations. So each of those metrics have a series of behaviors that you need to determine and you need to then uh, teach the team those things because those things equal that metric. You often find them in your top performers, but you can develop them uh, separately, but they are of great significance. And again, they equal the, the metric. One of our top Gapology clients was a, was a Fortune 25 company, and they rolled out the habit ladder to every one of their uh, factories, facilities uh, worldwide, because they believe that the habit ladder helped truly define and get to the behaviors that they needed to get the results. And it's been very successful for them. Yeah. When you're looking at coaching accountability, when you're looking at the results and you're wanting to give feedback to your team, it's important that you're using the metrics to define where the coaching needs to happen. You'll look at the metrics, take a step back and say, all right, so what are the behaviors that are driving them? And then you coach the behaviors. So often we see leaders trying to coach to the metric and, and making the metric the most important thing. That's just your evidence of the behavior. So when you have a gap, when you have a performance gap, you are experiencing a gap in behavior, in performance. So um, j I just want to make sure to caution that because I do see that that happens sometimes. Yeah, that's huge. Many leaders will define the metrics and lay those out for the team but they will not define the behaviors that equal the metrics. Right. That is a big mistake. You have to have both. So often it is a leader's observations of top performing teams that help define the metrics. You literally can see what great looks like and then spread it everywhere. But if you simply have a metric and you do not have the behaviors defined that equal that metric, you're going to come up short in creating accountability. How's that sound? Yeah, perfect. So this is a big deal. And again, we find that this is significantly missed um, by, by many leaders. So it is something that you, uh, you have to have. The, the habit ladder works. It works everywhere. So you can use that. It's laid out in Gapology. Uh, that is simply to, it's not simple, but it's, it, it's impactful, to uh, communicate you know, what is expected to verify understanding of that, to um, ask for agreement around the execution of that, and then to perform practice and give feedback, and then that creates habit. So we go into detail around that in Gapology. Uh, that really works. And when you tie that to a specific metric, uh, it's magical. You've, you've got to do both. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. And all along the way up that habit ladder, you're focusing on behaviors. So they kind of know both things. They know what they need to do and they know what they need to produce. You know, I just say that, you know, you really have to tie all those elements together. It really makes it more impactful. Yeah, it really does. It mm -hmm. really does come together there. Yep. The the other piece of, of this is just the follow-up. And there's a number of methods that really work well. I'll give you one example. But leaders need to have solid 
uh, follow-up, and I'm still under defining the behaviors. Um, so picture a conversation with the team where you say, Let, let's go ahead and uh, let's, let's review this week's accomplishments on Friday afternoon. Uh, does that work for everybody? Okay. Um, Friday afternoon, let's review the accomplishments of the week on what we've talked about. Would love to hear from you and let's have a great week. So you set that stage for follow-up and what you've done is you've impacted the behavior of the team for that entire week. You've impacted the behavior towards the specific expectations and towards the behaviors of that for that entire week. And it gives you an incredible sense of what your team is capable of accomplishing. And that rhythm of follow-up under the umbrella of defining the behaviors works extremely well. Yeah, that is critical. Um, a couple of things with that, I'd say. So when when you're looking at that, of course, you want to build in timelines there. And I'd say with timelines, there's really two key elements to look at. One is milestones. Um, the other is deadlines. So, of course, you want to always set a deadline. You know, this needs to change or happen or whatever. You need to produce it by whatever X date that is. But also look at milestones. So along the way, there should be check-in points that you can check in with them, see how they're doing, provide guidance if they need it, and so forth. Um, so I think oftentimes we do miss the that milestone element. Um, and and the other thing I would say here is is don't feel like you have to be the one driving those meetings. Um, certainly, you're creating the expectation for them. But a, a best practice that I've seen that really works well is to assign the ownership of the meeting to your your team member. Uh, have them come prepared to share the things that they're working on, things that are working, the things that they're struggling with, and the things that they need help with. So, um, you know, don't feel like you need to always own that. You can certainly assign that responsibility to them. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. So we've covered setting expectations. We've covered defining the behaviors that equal that and all the pieces there. The third and, and final step is to keep score. So with those metrics, you have the ability to keep score. So publish the results. This creates competition. It creates excitement. It creates sharing within the team. One of my key tactics back when years ago when I was a district manager, as an example, I would call up the top performing district manager on the team when it wasn't me and say, hey, what are you doing? How are you doing that? That's awesome. Thank you. And, um, you know, they would share. And you can learn so much from that. So it, it just creates an environment of excellence. And it really uh, wor works very well. So keeping score uh, is not a negative thing. Publishing results, not a negative thing. Why do you think sports teams like the San Francisco 49ers, Brian, as an example, <laughs> why do you think they have a scoreboard, you know, up in the stadium? Yeah. So they can keep track of all the Chiefs touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, I set myself up for that <laughs> I know. I couldn't wait to jump on that one. <laughs> but, you know, why have a scoreboard? You know, it's about uh, results matter. Who's performing matters. And uh, results reflect behavior. So keep score. When you do that, rank the results. Ranking works. You know, it causes people to think about their results. 
Some people want to be number one. Some people don't want to be last place. In either case, it moves the numbers up. <laughs> yeah. And uh, ranking certainly works. And uh, I'll let you comment on that before I go to the last point here. Yeah, no, I like what you said there about having those top performers come up and and share what, what they're doing that's working and that kind of thing. I think uh, one of the beautiful things about keeping score is that it does give you information to celebrate. Um, certainly, we're going to be coaching along the way, but let's not forget celebration. This is a key piece. And anytime that you can really personalize that celebration, people really respond at a much higher level versus kind of a broad celebration. But when you can listen to somebody, listen to what they're doing that's winning and provide that personalized recognition, people really love that. Yeah. I Do we have the t-shirt? We are what we celebrate? We have do. we got that one yet? Yep. Yeah, I love that. So we are what we celebrate. What that means is it's cultural. Mm-hmm. You're creating a culture when you celebrate. You become what you celebrate. So when you celebrate excellence and results and the behavior that equals those results, you create a culture and a culture of winning and, and great results. So it's uh, it's a huge deal. So leadership matters. The leader matters. Because they set expectations, they define the behaviors that equal that, and they keep score, and uh, and it works. So we wanted to share these three steps with you. Uh, they they work every time, and um, we we look forward to hearing from you in terms of your great results. Um, hopefully, the Niners are listening. <laughs> I heard they would be on tonight, but uh, I, I'm not sure. Uh, I blocked Mahomes, so he couldn't here oh no but uh I'll, anyhow, I'll, what, I'll get him the link what are your what are your closing <laughs> thoughts yeah i have one uh last thought here uh, that kind of occurred to me as we're going through this so one of the big reasons why people want to know more and more and more about accountability i get so many questions about this is because accountability feels difficult people are afraid to what we call hold people accountable right but that's not what we're talking about uh, setting expectations, defining the behaviors and keeping score actually makes accountability easier because people know what's expected of them. They know the metrics that they need to produce. They know the behaviors that they're being expected to perform and they can see where they're at on the scorecard. They can see where they're being ranked. Uh, so, so then when it comes time to actually provide possibly some of those tougher conversations, you can actually point to your example that you set, that you set these clear expectations and define the behaviors, you kept score, it's, there's no secrets here. Um, it just makes accountability way easier. Yeah, and it, it produces great results. Absolutely. And likely as a leader, that's what you were hired to do in most organizations, so. That's right. Okay. Great job, Brian. You too. Man, this is a good one. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I'm thinking about the Super Bowl now. How can I impact you know, yeah. the results? So, <laughs> going to be a good one. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. So we've got one more podcast before then. So again, we'd love to hear from all of our listeners out there who you guys are rooting for, Chiefs or Niners. Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Um, but otherwise, you have a good rest of the week, Mark. You too, Brian. All right. We'll talk to you later. Talk to you soon. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye.
All right, that'll do it from here. For more information on Gapology, Imbar, or Speed of Purpose, head on over to our website, gapology.org. Everyone have a fantastic week. We'll talk to you soon. This has been a Gapology Institute production. Visit us at gapology.org.